Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Come on, Radiant. Come on, across all locations. Can you give Jesus some praise this morning? Come on, if he's been good to you, if he's been faithful to you, come on, jump up on your feet. Give Jesus a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I'm so glad to be here with you. You can be seated. Man, Radiant, it's good to be home. I missed you guys so much, and I am so honored to be here with you this morning. This is home. Like Pastor Aaron said, this is our home. You are our family. Uh, My wife, Lexi, and I love this church so much. And we love Pastor Aaron and Katie Burke so much. Pastor Katie's actually here. I love you, Pastor Katie. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here just to be a part of what God's doing. Can I tell you that what God is doing here at Radiant is special? Because I have the privilege of traveling a lot to a lot of amazing churches in America. But I want to tell you what God is doing here through Radiant Church is special and it's significant. And I'm excited and honored to be here. Before we dive into the Word, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are here, that your Holy Spirit is here with us. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that your name is Emmanuel, which is God with us. That you're here in this room, you're here across all locations, that your presence and your Spirit is here. So, Lord, I pray today... Lord, for those who are hurting, for those who are broken, for those who are bound, that they would experience your healing and saving touch today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen, amen. Come on, one more time. Can you give Jesus some praise for his goodness? If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Luke chapter number 8. Luke chapter number 8. I'm so excited for this series Uh, Because what I believe what God's wanting to do through this series, when you talk about the miracles of Jesus, what it's going to do is it's going to boost your faith for miracles in your life. Come on, it's impossible to talk about his healing and his goodness and his mercy without starting to see some things change and see some things happen. So I want to share this story to you. It's one of my favorite stories of of when uh, Pastor Aaron and I connected about this. It was one of the first stories that popped into my spirit uh, to share today. And I want to read it to you. You're going to know this story, but I want to dive into it this morning. It's Luke chapter number 8. And I'm going to start in verse 40. It says this, "So, so it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. Listen, for he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying, but as he went, listen, but as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Verse 33, this is what I want to focus on. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately, everybody say immediately, her flow of blood stopped, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all deny it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus said, somebody touched me for I perceive power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, 
daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You see, I love this story because it begins talking about Jesus on the way to Jairus' house. But then they experience an interruption. And, and I just came to tell some people today, you might have just come to church for various reasons. You, you don't mind, you don't even know why you're here, but can I tell you, you better get ready for an interruption. <laughs> you better get ready for an interruption of God coming into your life, of God stepping into your life and doing only what he can do. There was an interruption of a woman with an issue of blood. Jesus was going to heal Jairus' daughter, but we find all of a sudden this beautiful story of this woman who the Bible says she has an issue of blood for 12 years. I mean, she's hurting. She's broken. That The, the Bible even translated as she has a hemorrhaging. She, she has not been able to find any relief from this flow of blood for 12 years. But not only is there the pain and the physical aspect of this, but also according to the Levitical law, she would have been deemed ceremonially unclean for 12 years. What does that mean? That means that she would not have been able to go into the temple. It means that she could not have physical contact with any of her friends, with any of her family, because even if she came in contact with someone, that would immediately cause that person to become unclean as well. So not only does she have the weight of the pain of her illness, she's also carrying the pain of feeling unclean. And I read this story, and I, I, God began to lay on my heart that there's even some people across all locations today, and you feel like you're in that place of desperation like she is. You feel like she, you're in that place of despair, of hopelessness, where you don't know what to do. You've tried all you can do, and there still is no relief. There still is no change. Well, listen, my prayer is today that by reading her story, we're going to learn on how we can make a fresh step towards Jesus and see Him change something in our life. So listen, break out those sermon notes. I want you to write this down. The first thing I want to talk to you about is this. You have to turn your despair into desperation. Get that. You've got to turn your despair, your feeling of hopelessness, into desperation after Jesus. This is what I find. A lot of times, we're really good at shielding ourselves from spiritual hunger. What does that mean? If we have an issue in our life, rather than going to the source that can fix it, we actually just self-medicate. Rather than us going to the one who can heal our depression, we just scroll through social media for a few more hours. Rather than going to the Lord to meet our needs, we, we're looking for worldly sources that will only bring us false fulfillment. Listen, she got to a place where she knew, I've got to have Jesus. You know, it, it cracks me up because, listen, spiritual hunger is a good thing. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I want to ask you, how hungry are you today? How hungry are you for Jesus today? How hungry is you coming here today saying, I need Jesus to do something in my life? Why? Because when you get into that place, things begin to change. When you get to that place in God where you say, I'm not leaving this place until something moves, can I tell you, get ready because something's about to shift. Yeah, it, it cracks me up because people are like, you know, you start talking about people about Jesus and you tell them about your faith and they're like, oh, you're one of them church going people. 
you're one of them holy rollers, aren't you? You know? And, and they're like, you know, you know that religion's just your coach. I'm like, honey, Jesus is my wheelchair. Like, Amen. Like, he ain't my crutch. Like, I need Jesus. People cut me up, though, because they're like, man, you don't need all that church stuff. And then they're like, you know, my vibes are off. I think I need to go get a new crystal. You know, like, (laughs) I'm just running low on some joy. I just need a new crystal. Honey, your crystal's from China, and it's plastic. Your crystal ain't doing nothing. Nothing. I remember being in West Shore Mall one time. Y'all know West Shore Mall. Walking through, uh, there'd be some hippie earthbound track. Come in and experience our vibes. Your vibes ain't doing nothing. I just believe the universe loves me. No, it don't. Have you ever driven down I-4? Universe don't love you. Just sending good vibes your way. You can keep them. Your vibes ain't doing nothing. Amen. <laughs> No, 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 I, I need Jesus. Someone's going through a real hard time, and it's like, I mean, you need to come to church with me. They're like, no, I don't do that church stuff. But I think I might go to armature and try goat yoga out. That might help me. That ain't going to help you. You need Jesus. He is still the healer. He's still the deliverer. He's still the savior of the world. That's who he is. I don't need another TED Talk. I need an encounter with Jesus. She got to a place where she was desperate for Jesus. Listen, you can write this in your your notes. Don't make Jesus another option. Make him the only option. He's my only option. I, I have no plan B. I don't have a fallback plan. He is my plan. When we get to the place of spiritual desperation and, and hunger for God, when you're in that place in your life, and listen, you might not be right now, but one day you will be and you'll need Him. And you can either choose to run to the ways of the world or you can choose to run to the one who can fix your situation. She had to get hungry. She had to get desperate. Listen, my prayer for you today is if you're in that place is that God would boost fresh spiritual hunger on the inside of you. A fresh hunger that would say, I'm not leaving this place until something changes. I'm going to pray until. And I remember uh, there's a uh, a, a woman of God that I, I've, I've listened to her ministry. Her name's Judy Jacobs, and her daughter was in a really uh, rough situation. Her daughter was bound by depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, a spirit of fear. I mean, she couldn't do anything. It was really beginning to grip her mind, beginning to grip her life. And uh, she began to go on an extended fast. She just said, um, you know, which can I say, aren't you thankful for some praying mamas? How many praying mamas I got in the house today? How many of y'all are here because of a praying mama? Amen. Listen, my mama didn't know play no games with the devil. My mama's Pentecostal. Like, 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 I would go into my bedroom and my bed would smell like anointing oil. I'd be like, man, my mama done prayed in my bed again. My pillow's all oily. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a rash breakout because she anointed it with frankincense and myrrh. But I'm here because of my praying mama. Those praying mamas don't play no games, amen. <laughs> and so she began to pray and fast. She began to, I mean, like fasting. She wasn't just fasting like, I'm not going to go to Starbucks. Like, she was fasting everything. Like, like just like a juice-only fast. And she began to experience some, even just some, like, physical effects from that, obviously. 
because she, she was not stopping. And her husband, who was standing with her in faith, believing with her in faith, was concerned for her. And she said, honey, how long are you going to do this? I said, honey, I'm worried. How, how long are you going to pray like this? You know what her response was? Until. Come on, can you imagine a type of faith that says, I'm not going to give up until. Come on, mom and dad, you're praying for your son and daughter. How long do you need to pray? I'm going to pray until. You're believing for a loved one to be healed. How long are you going to pray? I'm going to pray until. You're believing for revival in Tampa, Florida. How long are you going to pray? I'm going to pray until it begins to move. Listen, some of y'all need some until faith up in here. I'm not letting go until I get Jesus. Listen, the next thing that happened in her life that we need to grab is this. She, you have got to turn your fear into faith. You've got to turn your fear into faith. Because listen, this is what I realized. Is that for a lot of times, your fear is just simply misplaced faith. Faith is believing God works all things for the good of those who love Him. Fear is believing everything's going to have a bad outcome. Because listen, I believe we actually have a propensity to err on the fear side. Amen? How many of y'all have some Debbie Downer friends? I know you're not a Debbie Downer. I know, I know that. But how many of y'all have some friends you get around, and you're like, how are you doing? And they're like, <sighs> you know? They're like, apocalypse is coming soon. You're like, what? It's, like, it's Tuesday. You've seen the stock market? <laughs> and you're like, yes, I have. Stop. Everything's just bad to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is negative. And, and, but, but here's the rough thing, too. If we're not careful, our mind can always err on the fear side. Our, our mind can always go to worst case scenario. Like, if you wake up tomorrow morning and you got a sore throat and a headache, listen, do not Google your symptoms. <laughs> Amen. Like, it, all it says is like, man, I got a scratchy throat and a headache. And it's like, would you like to be cremated or buried? Because <laughs> you are going to die. Amen. Just besides the fact that there's pollen everywhere and there's these things called allergies, it's like, man... You need to go to see the doctor and get your, your will in order. We, we always err on the side. If you just let your mind, how many of you are like this? Like, I'm, I'm a little bit of a daydreamer sometimes. Like, I zone out. My mind can go to some dark places. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, yo, but what if, what if the world does collapse and I don't got Publix no more? I'm going to have to fish in the bay, you know, like eat my neighbor's cat or something like that. Like, I don't, yeah, I had to do that for Pastor Aaron. I had to, but our minds are always in that place. And if we're not careful when we get into these situations, our mind can always err on the side that things aren't going to change. That's what despair is, is when you've been in it for so long, you get caught up and you begin to believe, this is just who I am. This addiction will always be here. This sickness, will, my marriage will not be restored. This sickness will not be healed. The, the enemy would try to come to bring you those feelings of doubt. But can I tell you, we do not need to respond in fear. We have to respond in faith. We have to respond in faith. 
I love that even as the Bible, even as you read this, the Bible says that she said within herself, if only I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. What are you telling yourself about your situation? She said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment. Listen, her desperation caused her to get into this place of faith. She She wasn't just hoping something would happen. She had her faith knowing that Jesus is the one who can make it happen. So I'm going to go after him. Listen, she had to get out of her house. Remember, she would have been in isolation. She would have been alone. She, she wouldn't have gone out into public very often. But in that place, she finds herself leaving her house, pushing through the crowd to get to Jesus. Listen, I want to tell you that Radiant Church is a church where you can come and pursue Jesus like that. Listen, this is a church where you can come with hunger, with faith, with desperation. Listen, you never judge somebody according to their pursuit because you don't know their situation. Listen, you'll turn around in service, you'll see tears streaming down people's face. You'll see hands lifted. You'll see people praying at the altars. Why? Because they're believing for Jesus to do a miracle. Listen, this is that church where you can come in this room and you can go after God. This is that church. You ain't going to be judged. You're not going to be looked down on. Listen, we can be hungry together. I mean, sometimes they cross me up because some people, you, you come into church looking all cute. You know, I, I wasn't raised in church like that. Like, the, 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 the women of the church, you know, they, they threw the hair up in bobby pins. When the Holy Ghost started, bobby pins fly everywhere. Amen? <laughs> like, listen, if you go to Radiant Church, you need to invest women in waterproof mascara because by the end of the service, is how was church? It was awesome. You know? But isn't that why we're here? We're not here just to look cute. This isn't just some social club. No, we're here to go after Jesus. And I want to encourage you, you go after Jesus whatever way that looks like for you. You pursue him with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Why? Because we have a promise. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Sometimes all you got to do is ask. Sometimes all you got to do is seek. Sometimes all you got to do is go to that door and knock and knock and knock and knock. This is what Hebrews eleven six says. I love this scripture. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that do what? Diligently seek him diligently seek him i want to tell you today church there is power when you diligently seek him i want you to say this with me across all occasions say my prayers are powerful oh i wish you would believe that today your prayers are powerful then why don't we pray listen your prayers have the power and the ability to change things. We see that through Scripture. If we ask, if we seek, if we knock, things will happen. You know, this past uh, weekend, this past Friday night, actually, uh, you know, I live in North Alabama now in a very small town, um, a town of about 6,000, which is very interesting because uh, Radiant Church is actually has more people going to Radiant than actually live in my city. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, very rural, small town. And where we live on the Mississippi border is actually known as like Tornado Alley. So, y'all get hurricanes, we get naders, all right? <laughs> Tornaders. 
Alabama's state bird is a trampoline. Because when the wind starts blowing, trampolines start flying. So, but it's good sometimes, sometimes like Christmas, like you come out, there'll be a trampoline on your roof. You'll be like, honey, go get the kids. We just got a trampoline. Leroy, climb up on that roof and pull that down. Amen. It's so good to be back in Tampa. We live in a very small town. This past Friday, we started getting, you know, alerts like, hey, bad weather's coming, bad weather's coming, bad weather's coming. And we're actually doing a conference that night, and we had uh, probably about 1,000 people in attendance, youth groups from around the nation, and, and a, a lot of people were there. And so we actually had to dismiss early because the line of storms was coming and heading straight for us. So we begin to pray. We just begin to rally. We begin to pray. We're going to believe God, and I promise you, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, we're in our basement, hunker down. Me and my wife, we got our, like, helmet on, you know. <laughs> like, for real. Like, this helmet ain't going to do nothing, Lord. Like, if you suck me, if this tornado sucks me out of the window, like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we're, we're in there, and we're watching the news, uh, the meteorologist, and he's following literally a tornado on the ground in Mississippi. You've probably seen it in the news. In Mississippi going. And I promise you this. He says this. He says, wow. He said, y'all are extremely blessed. He said, as, we live in a county called Marion County. He said, as soon as the tornado crossed into Marion County, the tornado dissipated. Listen, I just believe there's power in our prayers. Listen, if you're believing God, keep praying. Keep asking. Keep seeking. He hears you. And listen, we believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. What are you believing God for today? What are you asking for him today? Listen, I want to encourage you this. You can write it in your note. God seekers are God finders. You want to know God better? Seek Him. Seek Him. You, you want to encounter Jesus? Seek Him. Pursue Him. What does that look like? That looks like driving to work and just praying. It looks like waking up in the morning, pouring a cup of coffee, sitting on the couch, and just talking to Jesus. Your prayers are powerful. The last thing is this. When your desperation meets expectation, you get a manifestation. Get that. When your desperation meets expectation, you get a manifestation. She, she walked out of her house on a mission. We got to understand that when she left her house, you, you got to see she, she most likely would have been anemic. Her skin would have been pale. She would have been weak. She would have been frail. But she was on a mission. I'm getting to Jesus. Because notice that the multitudes were around him. The multitudes were touching him. But listen, just because everybody was around Jesus, not everybody touched Jesus with faith. That was the defining factor. Was I wonder, listen, I wonder if she would have heard stories about this miracle man from Nazareth. I wonder if somehow through the chatter, as people are staying away from her, they begin to hear stories of this rabbi named Jesus who can open up blind eyes. This, this rabbi who raises the dead. And I wonder if she looked at everything in her situation and said, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. Nothing could fix it, so I've got to get to him. Listen, I believe that some of you are in this place. You've tried it all. You've tried the drugs. You've tried the sex. You've tried everything to try to fill that void. But at the end of the day, can I tell you, he's the one who can fix it.
He's the one who can fix it. He, she presses to the crowd. She doesn't even touch his physical body. She touches his garment hanging from his body. Boom. And it literally pulled power from Jesus into her body. So much so that Jesus stops and says, who touched me? What if there were some people in Radiant right now who Jesus would look down and he'd say, who touched me? Who touched me? It literally pulled power from the inside of him. She's healed. And I love what he says. Her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Listen, that same Jesus who filled her life, that same Jesus that she encountered is alive today. He hears your prayers today. His presence is in the room today. He is a miracle working God. That's who we serve. That, that, that He gives us hope. Hope is the simple belief that things can change. And if you're here today and your hope is waning, can I tell you, begin to believe again. You know, there's something powerful when desperation meets expectation. I, I, I want to fast forward just a little bit. Even, again, I, I believe we're reading these stories about Jesus to build our faith. But can I tell you even a story that happened actually pretty recently? A miracle story. This happened in 1959. There was a, uh, a minister by the name of A.A. Allen. A.A. Allen, he uh, would travel and just go to cities and do these healing miracle crusades. And he came to Birmingham, Alabama, to the Birmingham State Fairgrounds in 1959. And there was a woman who drove from Knoxville, Tennessee, who had a child with her, and her child had 26 major diseases. He was blind, he was deaf, he was mute. Doctors said he wouldn't live past age one. But he was a miracle and ended up living to age four. He was four years old at the time. And this, this, this mom loaded up in her car and drove from Knoxville, Tennessee to Birmingham, Alabama. And she stayed for the entire conference. And finally, the last, is right before the last service, the evening before the night service, and she comes to the minister. His name's R.W. Shamlock. You can search this story online and see pictures, and it's incredible. He, she comes to him holding this baby because he's been watching her and she comes holding her son and, and says I've been here all weekend and nothing's happened and she pulled out a $20 bill and said I, I've given she said I've, I've, I've paid for my hotel I've been paying for my food she said all I have is $20 left that's all the money I have left to my name and I'm, just, I, I'm about to go home because I, I just don't know if anything's going to happen and he said, listen, just stay one more service. He said, if he doesn't pray for him, I'll, I'm literally going to take him to his trailer after this and, and he can pray for him then. So he said that night, they, they got ready for service. They had worship. And he said, this was so uncharacteristic of the minister. He would never do this. But that night, he walked out. He was just bubbly and happy. And he said, I was just in prayer. And I just felt God laying something on my heart. He said, we're going to do an offering of faith tonight. He said, we're going to do an offering of faith. He said, I just want to encourage you to give out of faith. 
He said, they never do that. And he said, all of a sudden, he looked back and he saw that mama holding that baby. He said, she handed that baby off to someone and she sprinted down the aisle. Threw something off from bucket, went back to her seat. And he, R.W. Sandberg said he walked over to the bucket and looked in. He said, there was a singular $20 bill there. She gave everything. And listen, I'm going to encourage you, you can't buy a miracle, nothing like that. What that was was a demonstration of faith. It's desperation. It was, I, Lord, I, I, I am showing you my faith. I believe something in that moment shifted. A little while later, A. Allen's actually ministering from the stage. He's in the middle of his message, and boom, the Bible talks about getting words of knowledge. Boom, he gets a word of knowledge. And God begins to speak to him, and he says, I keep seeing, he says, I see a hospital, and inside the hospital, is, is the baby, the baby room where all the babies are. And he said, but five doctors are around uh, this one baby and they're looking at him and they're, the baby has 12, no, 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 15, no, 20. No, he, the baby has 26 diseases. And he says, and I see a mom, I see a car driving across the Tennessee state line and I think that mother is here tonight. He said, is there a mom here with a child that needs healing? He said, all of a sudden that mom stood up and walked down. That minister grabbed that baby and began to walk on the stage. He told everybody, he said, be, he said, he told everybody, close your eyes. But R.W. Sandbach said, he said, I, I wanted to obey scripture. So I chose to watch and pray. He said, I wanted to see what God was going to do. So he began to hold this baby. He said, Jesus, you are the healer. Jesus, touch this baby. Heal this baby. He said he watched that baby, and that baby, remember, had 26 major diseases. All of a sudden, he said that baby began to become aware. Where that baby was blind, the baby began to see again. And where the baby was deaf, the baby was beginning to hear again. And he said that baby couldn't move. He couldn't walk. He, 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 he was immobile. And all of a sudden he said he picked up that baby. And for the first time, he put the baby on the ground. And the baby ran across the stage to his mother. And the baby called out for the first time and said its first word. And said, Mama. Why? Because the same Jesus who we serve today, who healed the sick in Scripture, is the same Jesus that is in this room. He just said yesterday today and forever Amen. I feel this so strong. I wanted to share that with you to let you know. I don't know what situation you're in. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're battling, but I do know that that Jesus who she touched loves you and his heart is for you. That your situation, no matter how dark it is, no matter how intense it is, I believe that Jesus can change everything. Right now, across all locations, let's stand. Listen, I want to pray with you. And listen, I just, I just want to agree with you in faith. I, uh, that's all I want to do is I want to pray with you in faith right now. I, I even felt this specific earlier. I feel like addictions, there's some people with with addictions 
Jesus is wanting to save you. I felt specifically drug addiction. I felt this so strongly. He wants to set some people free from drug addiction. Listen, let me tell you this story really quick. I was ministering in Arizona last year. There was someone there who had a fentanyl addiction. Literally just got released a few, uh, like a day before from a fentanyl addiction. He took fentanyl eight hours before he came to the service. This is crazy addiction. Can I tell you, in the middle of worship, nobody prayed for him. Nobody laid hands on him. He said he literally felt the addiction leave. He ran and threw his drugs on the altar. Why? Because our Jesus is still in the business of saving, delivering, and healing. Listen, if you're here today and you are believing for freedom, you're believing for a healing, you just need Jesus to step into your life. Right now, when no one looking around, just lift those hands to the Lord. If you need, if you're just desperate, come on, reach out to Jesus. Across all locations, reach out to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I see people get in touch right now all over the room. Father, I pray, God, you see that situation. You see that struggle. You see the tears. You see what they've been going through. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, in the matchless name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus that is above cancer, in the name of Jesus that is above addiction, I pray for healing. I pray for freedom. I pray for deliverance. In the name of Jesus, touch them right where they're at today. Bring healing into their body. Lord, I pray and declare that in your mighty name. Come on, let's sing about the cross. Let's lift up Jesus right now. It is finished. It is done. We sing across all locations I want to give you an opportunity to experience the greatest miracle which is the miracle of salvation the miracle that takes us from our bondage our brokenness our pain our confusion and the Bible says if any man be in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things become new it's the greatest miracle of all right now with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here and you say, I want to give my life to Jesus, my heart is not right with God, and I want to call on His name. The Bible says, all those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you got to do is call on the name. I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I want you to pray this with faith, with expectation, knowing that Jesus hears you. Let's pray this together. Say, Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead. Lord, I put my faith in you. 
I put my trust in you. Forgive me. Make me new. And Lord, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Come on, across all locations, give Jesus a shout of praise for his goodness. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com.